Yes. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. It's where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, we're going to go to the mailbag. I've got a bunch of material that people have sent me, and uh, I think it's an opportunity for us to clear some of that up on a Monday. You know, it's hard to get up on Monday after having a great time Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, well, remember, I don't work, so it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, or maybe it's Wednesday, Thursday. Who? I'm just messing with you guys. Uh, the bottom line is it's hard to get up Monday morning and want to come back to the world because I just don't see anything interesting happening out there. Same old, same old, same old. Another black man shot for absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason at all. I mean, come on. You can look at that situation and you can say a thousand different things. But in this environment right now, that just doesn't make any sense. It, you know, it, let's look at it a different way. And then I'll get off of this. What if that was a white person, Chinese person, Mexican person, or you? Right? Now, you would say, well, I would never have fought with the guy. I never would have fought with the cops. I would have just let them arrest me. And quite honestly, that's exactly what I've done many times. I've been arrested many times. I just let them arrest me. But then you look at the guy just previous to that where he'd been arrested. They had him down. They had him dead to rights. He couldn't get away, and they still killed him. Now, figure that one out. Now decide, do you want to be arrested, put down on the ground, handcuffed? Man, I'll tell you what, here's what I believe. I believe there's some bad cops out there. I've known cops involved almost every TV show you watch about cops. There's bad cops. Uh, Almost every movie you watch about cops, almost all the cops are bad cops. But do we want to get rid of the police force? Absolutely not. What do we want to do? Get rid of the bad cops. Every time anything stupid like this happens, then, you know, convict them. Yeah. 
You don't shoot a man in the back, two bullets running away from you. I mean, this just doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, now you've gone leftist. No, I've actually always been a liberal when it comes to common sense. And I've always been a conservative when it comes to money. And so I can live in both worlds. What I can't live in is a world that makes no sense at all. And even that, I guess I can live in because I do. So let's move on. Let's talk about a call I made a few months back. A few months back when COVID-19 started, I said, you know what? This is going to wipe us out. There's going to be some great buying opportunities. There's going to be a lot of people who don't have enough money in the bank to live through this devastation. And when that happens, the people that own these apartments that are running them you know, improperly are going to probably lose some of these apartments and they're going to be for sale and we're going to get a little bit better prices. That was my prediction. Hasn't happened. I've been wrong. Now, it doesn't mean I won't maybe be right later, but as of right now, I'm wrong. Here's an article that came out the other day, and I'm going to read this to you. It says, the resilience of the multifamily will be tested by the short-term shock of COVID-19. Robust underlying dynamics underpinned an optimistically long-term perspective. Well-established multifamily fundamentals support a rebound on the horizon. So we're already to a rebound. I haven't even seen a slump. Yeah, I mean, some of the people have a little bit slower occupancies, but that's because we can't evict the people out uh, that weren't paying. But even then, it wasn't devastatingly low. Um, Well-established multifamily fundamentals support a rebound on the horizon. The underlying dynamics of the apartment industry remain sound despite short-term challenges. One of the key drivers behind the rental housing is ages 20 to 34 cohorts, which make up roughly one-fifth of all the population, will continue to have high property, uh, have a high propensity to rent. Uh, the aforementioned gap between renting and owning remains substantial and acerbated by and accelerated by the situation at hand, making the renting more viable option for many. So what are they basically saying? They're saying the majority, one-fifth of the economy out there are these young people. Forget about the, the young people. Think of everybody. How many people want to go buy a home right now when you don't know if you're going to have a job? And the answer is nobody. Right? Maybe one. I mean, there's very few houses being sold right now for other than rentals. Well, you know, let's go buy a home right now when we don't know if we have a job two weeks from now. Let's go buy a, a home right now if we don't know that the place we work is going to be burnt to the ground. Uh, let's go buy a home right now because we need a brand new home because we may die tomorrow of COVID. All these things are saying, let's wait and see. Everything is wait and see. Now, let's talk about if you lose your job, would you rather own a home or would you rather be in an apartment where you could move? And people would rather be in apartments. Let's talk about owning a home and you're in a situation where you might lose your job or you have lost your job. Do you want to go put 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 down on a home as opposed to just pay rent? So everything that I see, you know, that I'm looking at is indicating that people are going to rent and they are still renting and they're still out there looking for the best product at the best price. So those who operate the properties effectively are going to do well. And those who operate their properties ineffectively are going to lose people because people are going to know that there's a softness in the market because there are people that don't have jobs. Now, last month, 1.2 million new jobs occurred, or re-jobs, we might call it, uh, came back. And that's 1.2 billion people paying 
rent again. So what happens this month? We don't even know. What are we, the 16th of the month or something like that? So we're halfway through the month. We're going to pull up our numbers here in almost all apartment complexes. They pull up by the 10th. They look at the 10th. They look at the 15th, decide how they did for the month because most rents, 90% of the rent's in by the 15th. And so you look at that and see where you're at. And the people that I know that are operating these properties that we know of, I don't own them, but my students own them, they're not in trouble. They all seem to be sitting well. Their occupancies are fine and their cash is fine. And many of them went out and, and got the PPP loans. So they have payroll available to pay the payroll with. And so if they can pay their payroll and they've got renters and things aren't that bad off. Now, Trump has done a great job and or whoever else is with him in the Congress, whatever they did, that passed all these bills to just sort of wash this problem away. First of all, I don't agree with what they did. I don't think you should have shut the economy down. I think people are going to get sick. Um, some people are going to die. People die all the time. It never stops happening. will never stop happening, right? Uh, I'm of the risk age that will probably be, be at most risk. I have all the problems that would put me at most risk. And yet I still believe that I never expected to live past 65. I'm 62 or 3 right now, I think. I was having a laugh with my wife the other day. I don't even know how old I am. I think I'm 63. Um, I never thought I'd live past 65. So, man, I'm, I'm like sliding into home plate right now. Maybe I go longer. Maybe I don't. But the bottom line is I ain't going to hate that world because of it because I've done what I wanted to do in this world. And when you get to be 65, 70, <laughs> you know, you've done it. Now, would you want to do it another 10 years? Maybe you would. But the point is, needless to say, there was no need to shut the entire country down. 400,000 people dying, which will now probably be 200,000 by the end of the year, at least. But 200,000 out of 450 million people? All right, I'm done. It doesn't do any good. It's just because... People don't, there's, people have gotten to the point in this world where nothing is real anymore. You know, there is no death, supposedly. Well, there's death all around us. You know, there are no problems. There are no criminals. Let's just get rid of the police. I mean, the, the liberal s social content is destroying the fabric of this country so quickly that I don't know if there'll be anything left for our kids. On the same token, I've been a liberal, social liberal my whole life. I don't like cops shooting people. I don't like cops beating people up. That's not right. I don't care what color you are. You know, don't come to my house, break in the door with a no-knock warrant and shoot me. That's not right. Don't matter what color you are. And I know if you're black, you're even more scared. Okay, I get it. I lived in a black neighborhood at one time when I was a kid. Grew up in St. Louis, East St. Louis. And so I know what it's like to be in those neighborhoods. It's a scary thing. But the bottom line is, that's the world. And so the question comes down to, what do we do? And I'll tell you what we do. We survive, we thrive. That's what we do. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. 
Del Wamsley explains how he found that speck of light that got him into the lifestyle. I had a guy that used to come into the health club every day and work out for four hours a day, sit in the jacuzzi, swim, play racquetball, was happy, looked great, tan all the time. And one day I just asked him, what do you do for a living? And he said, Del, I own real estate. Well, do you own real estate? Register for our live online free workshop and find out how you can get all the things you want out of life with passive income. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Brought to you by Lifestyles Unlimited. Del Wamsley talks about understanding the system. Guy told me the other day on the radio, he says, you know, I understand the system. They let the stock market go up to feed our ego to think we're getting somewhere, and then they crash it on us and take it all away. So now we're stuck. He says, I've lived through two of those cycles, so he started investing in real estate to get away from the cycle. Are you ready to break the cycle? Start investing in real estate today. Find out how. Join Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with our live online free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. As I sit here and read article after article and see TV show after TV show, the normal person out there on the street cannot overcome their fear to get to the analytical part of this whole process. I'm not afraid of and I'm actually ready for a recession, a crash of value of anything and everything. Why? It is the opportunity to do incredible stuff. But that's my analytical brain. The United States has a very strong economy. We will return to our basic economic foundation. This is not going to be the end of the world for everyone. But you do need to take some action. And some actions will be more productive than others. And one of the things that I think you can do now is take this time, like you said, Del, people are going to be sitting at home and you have a time right now to change your life. Make what you have work for you. You need to get into lifestyles right now. Join us for our free online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Shows we went to break, I was talking about the fact that uh, it appears that the real estate market has not taken the trouncing that I thought it would take and there's really two ways to look at that you go well I'm a little sad that I didn't get to go out there and steal some properties for next to nothing uh, maybe even a lot sad uh, but the reality is is that what it really proves is that real estate is resilient constantly constantly resilient it's it's the one investment the one product out there people need they have to have you got to have a place to live and it's just 
it's not going anywhere, folks. It's a solid investment. So, you know, let's take a lemons and turn them into lemonade and say, hey, guess what? I didn't lose any money. Nobody lost any money. We're all great. And we continue to make money on our investments. Let's move on to the next email here. It says, um, questioning about their IRA. I'm going to read to you. It says, thanks again for the advice on the few months ago. I sold my house at a nice profit, and I'm ready to invest. Question for you. All else equal, would you cash out your IRA to invest in multifamily if you were 32 years old? I'm no stranger to traditional investing and actually work in this field, but I'm seriously considering doing it despite what my education has taught me. I just recently completed a two-day online sh- uh, online, and no multifamily is where I want to be. I moved to cash late last year in my IRA and have enough to get started multifamily. Uh, and also have a stable job. I love your thoughts. Hey, absolutely, absolutely. If you've got enough in your IRA, you get it out of there, you go buy yourself an apartment complex, you are, you're in like Flynn. He says he's 32 years old. I was retired by 32. I started at 29, 28 and a half, something like that. It was two and a half years after I started back that in. I guess that's 29 and a half. And, um, you know, I did it with houses. Uh, but I had to get 100 houses uh, to be totally satiated. In fact, I really didn't ever become totally satiated, but I didn't really ever need more than about 40 houses to retire and make as much, if not actually more, than what I was making when I worked for corporate America. So to be able to go out there and buy a small apartment complex and get it all done in one shot, absolutely. Your IRA is a throwdown investment. It's not even an investment. What it is is a savings account. You're putting money in there because they won't tax you. They're, they're saying, we won't tax you today if you'll put some money away. And uh, your money sits in the IRA and does nothing. It doesn't grow. It doesn't become better. It doesn't, you know, doesn't pay you. Put it this way. It doesn't pay you anything every month. You own an apartment complex that's going to pay you something every month. Even if you keep that job, you have that job, your apartment complex is going to pay you every single month. While it's paying you income every single month, believe it or not, it's paying off a large mortgage. Unlike a rent house where the mortgage payment might go down 20 or $30 a month in principal reduction, in apartment complexes, they go down quite a bit. Um, I'm just trying to think of the one I ha- had um, recently. I was looking at I'm just trying to I looked at one. I think it was going down like $23,000 a month, the mortgage was. And what you don't realize is... In that scenario, in this particular case, I was looking this one up, I'm making $23,000 a month. You just don't see the money because it's paying off the mortgage. So you're sitting there, you're getting cash flow. Number two, you're paying down the mortgage. Number three, you're getting the income tax-free or tax-deferred. If you do it correctly, it could be tax-free, but it could be, uh, it's going to at least be deferred if you do it right could be tax-free completely if you continue to do it right. So there's a third benefit you don't get from your IRA. Um, the next one is it could you're going to have appreciation. The property's going to go up in value. Now, you might have that in your IRA. You might have some stocks that appreciate in value over a period of time. So you may get some, of the, some appreciation inside of the IRA, the IRA itself. The piece of paper, the number on the piece of paper might get larger. Uh, the longer you hold on to that piece of paper called the IRA and whatever you have assets in it, they may become more valuable, right? So you could get some of that. But what you can't do is you can't go in there and do forced appreciation. Whereas if I go into my apartment complex, say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fix these up a little bit. I'm going to raise the rent. By raising the rent, I increase the income. By increasing the income, I increase the NOI, net operating income. By 
increasing the net operating income, I'm actually increasing the value of the property. Also by renovations, I can create cap rate changes, compress the cap rate, make it worth more because the property's nicer, and get more gains that way. So we're talking about six different ways that I can make money on real estate. And the IRA, there's only one. So would I condone this 32-year-old kid going out, liquidating his IRA? I'll tell you what I told him. I did, and I'm a multimillionaire. So maybe it wasn't a bad decision, huh? I think he could get the same results by doing the same thing. Let's get him out there, get it liquidated, and get him into the world of investing. Because at 32 years of age, most of the people come to Lifestyles retire within two to five years. When I wrote my original manuscript, it was seven years, because I figured that way, even if you started broke and with bad credit or no credit, no money, you could you could get there in seven years, because maybe it took you two years to get back on your feet, and then five years of investing, right? So then when we put out the second edition, we just dropped the two years, and it was the claim was two to five years, like it would take you two years if you had money, five years if you had to build up your money, right? Um, that it never, we never really rewrote it from that, but the reality is from that time on, people started joking about it. It became almost funny at Lifestyles. Well, it took you two and a half years. I did it in two, and I think David Fisher might have started some of this. He's always messing with people's heads, but you know, you, you think about it, how long does it take you to retire? And if you can retire in three years or four or five, that's unbelievable. I want you to think about five years ago where you're at and how quickly that five years went by. And two years is even worse. I mean, I, my God, I'm gonna have my first wedding anniversary here in just next month, I think. And it's like, I can't even believe it's been a year already. I mean, a year goes by, pew, bam, it's gone. Two years, bam. I was looking at pictures of the house when we moved into this house here. I was really excited about moving to this house. But this house didn't have any landscaping when I moved in. And I had video that came up on Facebook. You know, you have the historical vi Facebook videos. And it showed me walking around showing the pools and the, and the ponds and um, everything. But there was no landscaping. And now it's like a lush garden jungle back there. It's like unbelievable. And, you know, I just can't even believe how much it has changed. And you don't realize how much your life changes during those types of situations over those periods of time. And because you don't realize how much it could change in two to five years, you don't take the steps to do it. If you would take the steps right now and go, you know, in two years from now, I'm going to be in perfect physical, physically fit shape. You could. I'm going to be wealthy in two years. You could, you know. And it definitely give yourself five and you could do anything, right? But we don't do it because we can't see that far ahead. We just can only see like, oh my God, I gotta get up tomorrow and do this and do that. And you're, everything is short-sighted and or long-sighted. We need a retirement plan for our 60s and 70s, which is ridiculous, right? I mean, it's ridiculous to think of that. I retired at 32 years of age. Now I own businesses, so you can say, well, you're not retired, you own business. You're right, I own businesses. But I hadn't got up and gone to work and collected a paycheck like that from anybody else since I was 32 years old. And so it's time. Let's get started today. Call up, log in, do something. Two to five years from now, you'll be done. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. 
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Do you ever wonder when you hear, you know, people like myself uh, who are out here trying to uh, expose you to something, and I dare say not motivate, I hate motivate, the word motivate's terrible. Uh, I would rather stimulate you let you uh, see something out there you would want than to push you to try to get you to do something. But you ever wonder, you know, are there people just doesn't work for? And the answer is there's a few people out there in life that most things that are effective don't work for. And the reason is not because the things themselves that they're trying to learn don't work. It's this uh, little thing they call emotional intelligence. Some people just don't have it. And I was reading an article about it the other day, and I won't bore you with the article because really the concept of emotional intelligence is really something that's hard to grasp because it's something they made up. I mean, it's, it's only been around 10 years, 15 years or so, and then somebody wrote a book on emotional intelligence and said, you know, there's this other secret thing out here. Well, I just want to show you, uh, share with you a story that was shared with me. I'm not going to use any names because it's really kind of a sad story, and I'm going to try to de- um, hide it as best I can. I don't know, leave off some, some names of places and so forth to change it a little bit. Uh, but I'm going to read this through because I think it's, um, it's, it was a questionnaire because the guy's a member, joined up as a member, and he got in, and he, he said he got in only because we gave a super, super cheap discount. And I looked at the price he paid. He, he paid next to nothing to get into this program. But that's problematic because when I make it that cheap, what happens is people who listen to the radio forever and ever and ever and ever, who really know that they're not psychologically, financially, credit-worthy-wise in a position to do something, um, they join up because they want to know. They they deserve to know. They want to know what the other side of the world knows. And I don't have any problem with that. So every once in a while we run it so dirt cheap that everybody has to join up just to come in and get the information. And when you leave, I know that whether or not you use the information totally, it's going to benefit you in some way. So I'm going to read this to you. It says, uh, uh, I believe I mentioned this above, still in debt, not much hope of being able to pursue anything LUI has teaching right now or even soon. 
Uh, I joined because of the 179 discount weekend thing. I thought I wanted to work in electronics as a career and did printed circuit board design for about 15 years before the bulk of the jobs went over to China and India. Honestly, I had reached my limit in the industry anyway and discovered it wasn't for me. I'm now doing web content management for a company that sells labor posters. Uh, the best skill I've developed in all of my years working is adaption. I've worked with three major software packages for PCB design and various Adobe software packages. For my current job and ability to adapt to a different program has gotten me a position in gotten me to positions of competency every time. I'm over 51 years old, so LU is very appealing. The webinars gave me a peek into the window, so now I'm trying to figure out what I can do to get my foot in the door, however long it takes. And uh, so then it, it goes further into there, and it talks about how he had a problem. He's broke right now because of what his cousin did. And I guess the long and the short of it is, is one of these situations where his cousin was a loser, and he helped his cousin, and his cousin took him down. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. It's pretty painful. It says, my cousin was in and out of bad relationships. And she was always needing a place to stay. All right? She's in and out of bad relationships. There's that emotional intelligence or lack thereof. The bad decisions on my part was letting her sign on a roommate, sign on as a roommate in an apartment, believing she would pay half of the bills. All right, there it is. There's the break. That's why the guy's broke. Now think about that. His cousin, not even his sister or his brother or his mother or his father, his cousin is a complete emotional dweeb. In and out, bad relationship after bad relationship, bad relationship. And he feels some need to take her in. But not only does he take her in, which I, I'd give her a couch, you know what I mean? But why would you sign a lease with her? thinking she's going to pay the bills. She's, a, she's an, an emotional dweeb. She has overly personal issues I can't go into from her childhood, so I supported her thinking she needed time to work through these things and get back on her feet. So, you know, that's code for what? She was probably molested by her, kid, her parents or her uncle or something, right? She had some, some type of young youth molestation. She has personal issues that are private she's got to work through. Of course, it never happened to me, okay? We almost ended up getting evicted because, I'm sorry, of course. It never happened and we almost ended up getting evicted because I could not afford both of our bills, especially with this job making half of what I used to make. Co-signing for her car was another. <laughs> it was one of the worst mistakes I've ever, I'm still dealing with that. Thanks again. I'll be working my way on being able to join LUI as a contributing member as soon as possible. So, guys, think about what this gentleman is going through and what got him. He's got a job. He's got a good job. He's been working for years, so he should have some money. But he let this woman get into his life, take advantage of him in every way, shape, and form. It's not even married to her. You know, it's one thing it was a wife took you down, but your cousin? And so you say, well, Del, you sound, you're so brutal. I know I'm sounding brutal. I'm brutal because 
It's just common sense that you don't let other people take you down. Let me give you an example. You ever been on an airplane? You know when they go through the thing about putting the mask on, what do they tell you? If you're with small children or disabled people, put your own mask on first. Save yourself. You're no good to anybody else if you don't save yourself. That guy would have been better off going out instead of giving her money and taking care of her and protecting her. He would have been better off to join Lifestyles, gotten rich, and then just took her on as a ward. A ward of the state. Just take care of her because she's a complete loser. She's not going to get fixed. She's emotionally destroyed at youth, according to this guy. Right? She's got issues. I've known people have issues. They never get over their issues. Never. Why let them pull you under? Don't jump into the water with a drowning person. This is worth more than a million dollars worth of my training, seminar training material. Do you understand that? If you could just learn, all of you out there that are so whacked out that you would jump into the water with a drowning person. That just doesn't make any sense. Right? It doesn't make any sense. A lot of things don't make sense. Like, for instance, if you live in a black community and you're upset about what's going on, which you have the right to be, you go burn down your own people's businesses. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Some emotional problems there. Some psychological problems there. Hey, everybody has challenges. Everybody has problems. We all have things to get through and to get over. But some of us don't. And when you have somebody who can't, you do help them. You teach them to fish. Give a man a fish, feed him for one day. Teach a man to fish. Teach him to do the right thing. We've all gone through issues. We've all gone through problems. Some of us come out the other side with an education, a scar, a brand, a burn, a hole in us. I've got lots of holes in me from things that have gone wrong. They've cut pieces off and parts and put them back on and cut me open, stuck, pulled stuff out of my guts and stuck it back in, sewed me together wrong. I got all those war stories. But I won't jump into the water with a drowning person. I'll throw them a lifeline, but I'm not going in with them. They're not signing on my paperwork, my documents. They're not moving in with me as an equal partner. They're not touching my checking account, my savings account, my credit cards, or anything having to do with my money. Because I have to support myself first and then everybody else around me. And if this person wants help, they need to respect the fact they can't take me down. And my friends, that is emotional intelligence. Realizing that you need to take care of you before you take care of someone else. If you haven't learned that by this age, ooh, you may not ever learn it unless someone has already taken you down. Take a short break, be right back with the Dell Walmsley Radio Show.
It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're doing Monday Mail, and uh, I've got some different uh, emails people sent in to us. Here's one. Uh, it's by Casey. It says, hi, Del. My name's Casey. I'm 23 years old, and I have one year left in college. I'm currently getting my master's, and I don't plan on using it. Interesting. Only reason I'm getting it is because I'm getting a full ride. In the meantime, I've been working and saving for real estate. Because of recent death in the family, I will inherit a decent amount of money from one uh, one of their houses being sold. If I have between 60 and 80 grand, would you recommend going straight to apartments or single-family homes? Passive multifamily investing seems like a great opportunity, in my opinion. Hey, your age, 23 years old, I wouldn't do that. I would take that sixty to $80,000, and I'd go out there and buy me six to eight houses. Yes, most houses, when you go out to buy them normally in our marketplace, cost twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 down. But if you go out there and you search and you use our techniques... Casey, and that's the, the trick. You're going to have to use the hard money lending tra- techniques with rehabs and so forth. We can get those down payments down to around 10000 bucks a piece. And you could buy six or eight houses, and that could make quite a difference. I mean, $400 a month times six, $2,400 a month times eight would be, uh, what is eight times 32? $3,200 a month? Wow. I mean, you think about that. That's a 23-year-old kid making $3,200 a month tax-free. That'd be a heck of a start at your age, my friend. That's where I think I would go, right out of the blocks. I'd want to get into single-family house. That's how I started. It's easy. You can buy them as you can afford them. You don't have to rush the thing. You don't have to look for a great deal. You can work. I'm sorry. You look for a great deal, but you don't have to jump on anything because you're not tied to anything. You're young. You have plenty of time to get it done, so get it done one deal at a time the right way and buy really good deals. And they're out there. We see them all the time. So that would be my suggestion for a 23-year-old. Let's see what the next one is. Oh, the next one's a sad one. It goes on and says, I own a two-bedroom, one-bath with a two-car garage in Jacksonville, Florida. It needs about nine grand to work to make it rentable or sellable. I owe 144000 on it, and I have a total payment of $1,100 a month. And maybe I could get 1200 a month for rent. Should I fix it up, sell it, maybe even break even with the fees? Should I fix it up and rent it, short sell it, or fix it up and lease it to own? Thanks for your advice. All right, look, sad part is, and this is important for you to understand, is that you've already lost the money. There's no telling how you got into this house, why you made this bad decision to own this house. You paid way too much for a two-bedroom, one-bath. There's just no idea why you did that. Um, a house, two-bedroom, one-bath like that should probably cost you, uh, you know, eighty, ninety thousand bucks, hundred and forty-four. It might be what it appraised for in that area. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you got a house that only rents for twelve hundred. Your mortgage payment's eleven hundred. Usually, we have a, like a, anywhere from two hundred to four hundred dollars split between the mortgage payment. It's really not going to make you much of a good rent house. It could, I mean, it could be a rent house. 
but I'm going to hit this from two different angles because I can't, I can't go, I could go either way on this. Here's, here's the deal. What I want you to understand is you've already made the loss. You have no equity in the property. You have so little cash flow in it. If anything comes up that needs repairs and you haven't mentioned the fact that, well, you said it needs $9,000 in repair. So actually you're upside down on the thing, right? You already got $9,000 you have to put in it to, to either lease it or sell it. And so if I'm going to put $9,000 into it, I think I'd just turn around and sell it and get out of it. It's kind of like a divorce. You know, I woke up, I had a high school sweetheart. Oh God, had her for years all the way through high school, all the way through college. When I got out of college, I moved to Houston from Madison, Wisconsin, and I didn't feel like I could live without her. I just needed her, so I went up there and married her and brought her down. She was miserable. I was miserable. I wanted to go get the world. I was the go-getter, world, get, world killer. She was a stay-at-home, don't really have any aspirations kind of person. You know, good people, but just not my kind of people. And so there you are. Do you suffer through that the rest of your life, or do you realize you made a mistake? You bought the wrong product, and now it's time to make a decision. The answer is you could fuddle through relationships. You could move back home with her and let her live where she wants and be happy, and you could be miserable. You could go to marriage counselors and try to figure out how to work through issues together. Maybe you make a compromise, but all of that's stupid. Because now I'm happily married with an incredible woman doing all the wonderful things I've wanted to do my whole life. And I never would have got there if I would have made that decision. So my answer is sell the house. Sell the house and start over with a new enthusiasm in life and the realization that when you bought that house, you didn't know what you're doing. You bought the wrong house, paid too much for it, and it wasn't a good investment. Now, how you got there, I don't know. So I'm just kind of guessing at this stuff. Now, let's go all the way around to the other side. I'm going to play this all the way around to the other side real quick here because I only got a minute left. And that is, what if I had a bunch of rental income coming in? And I could keep this house and put 9000 in it. Well, you can't write the $9,000 off. Oh, except if you just purchased it. So if he's had it for a while, he can't write that off. He's going to have to depreciate that $9,000 to my believing, right? The two Trump law said you could write all that off if you were just buying the house this year. That's why the deal might be a good deal for somebody else because they can write all that off to fix it and you can't. But you put the nine grand in it and you say, okay, now I'm gonna make $100 a month, which means really by the time you have maintenance repairs and everything, you're gonna break even. But you have the house, the amount of depreciation you can get on the house to write off against your other income. Your mortgage is being paid down, so over a period of time, you're going to have equity. Appreciation could occur, so you could have appreciation. And so you could end up getting two or three benefits by keeping this house, but not if you have no other income. This will be an income suck on you, being there's no positive cash flow. So in that case, like I said, cut ties, let it go. It was a mistake. It doesn't have to be a mistake for the rest of your life. Well, guys, I hope you'll enjoy these emails and different points of view. Um, I think it's necessary to go behind the scenes sometimes just to yah, yah, rah, rah about real estate all the time doesn't really do it because that may not be what your real problem is. And remember, as we do this, it's not just for a little more money. It's for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. 
Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.